This is God's servant Dilip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name. Let's pray and look to the Lord and get into God's word today. Father, we are in your presence. Lord, minister to us. Open our hearts to receive things that we do not know things that we have forgotten, things that we need reminders this morning. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us. Speak to us. Enlighten us. Only your word can bring light. And we ask for your word to prevail over us this morning. Thank you, Father, for all that you have in store for us today. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your people who gathered here, Lord, with expectant heart. Thank you for what you're about to speak to us, Lord. For the opening of your word, bring comfort and delight and joy. What it manifests as healing and deliverance. Miracles be wrought in this place, Lord. Great breakthroughs may come forth today as we listen to your word and respond to your word. Thank you, Lord. We're going to testify of great things. Thank you that your people are going to testify of great things. That the Lord has done great things. Thank you, Pa. We receive it into our lives, into our midst this morning. Have your way. Speak to us. Speak to us. Come against every distraction, every distracting thought, every distracting presence in this place. We break its power in Jesus' mighty name. We pray that you'll give us alertness and sharpness, Lord, to listen to your word. Thank you, Pa. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We've been learning about the tongue. Can I see your tongue this morning? Yes. We've been learning about the tongue and God has been speaking to us a lot of things, teaching us a lot of things. Uh, and uh, the last couple of weeks we were knowing the tongue as a prophet. Say prophet. Say my tongue is a prophet. Amen. And we were looking at the words of our mouth as seeds. Say the, the words, my words are seeds. Amen. Your tongue is a prophet, your words are seeds. And we were looking at that in the past couple of weeks. Everything that the seed will ever produce is contained in a seed. Think about it. A seed contains the, the sapling. The seed contains the plant. The seed contains the tree. The seed contains all the fruit it's going to ever bear. And, and the seed contains all the seeds, all the leaves, and all the many, 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 many more trees and fruits. Is gone. One seed. We're talking about one seed. So I told you that the seed is a, a miracle. Amen? And how a seed contains so much more than we can comprehend. And I hope that you've started looking at the seed differently. And I, that's the whole exercise, the assignment was given so that you can start looking at the seed differently. I want, uh, if you want to start looking at the, the seed differently, then I encourage you to do the assignment. Alright? Now some of you uh, throw away the seed after consuming the fruit. You throw away the seed considering it as a waste. Right? I want to tell you today, I was thinking about it yesterday, the, the high-yielding mango tree in your neighbor's compound probably would have been a seed which you threw away as a child. Think about it. Think about it. And we've seen mango trees come out of nowhere. And we're like, where did it come from? We never remember planting it. We never remember, um, you know, buying it. 
And we, we've seen, uh, you know, trees like that just sprout out of nowhere. And somebody will come, oh, that looks like a, you know, so-and-so tree, so-and-so plant. That's the power of a seed. And it's not a waste. You relish the, the fruit and you throw away the seed. Now, seed has the potential to bring forth. Say, to bring forth. The seed has the potential to bring forth. What shows up in your life is the result of the seeds which you have sown in word and in deed. Mostly in word, I would say. What is showing up in your life today is the result of the, the seeds which you have sown in word and in deed. Now, earlier we, this week, we looked at um, the life of Caleb. You know, when we are doing house to house fellowship, for those of you watching us online, you missed out on that. But I would like to maybe just do a quick, quick recap on that. Um, say Caleb. Who was Caleb? Caleb was one of the, one among the, the 12 spies. Caleb was a mighty man of valor. Caleb was a man of great vigor. And he was one of the, the, the only two spies out of the 12 which were sent out to spy on the land of Canaan. And he was, the, he was among the, the two who came back with a, a good report. It's a good report. And, uh, the, the, and the only two people who made it to the promised land having come out of Egypt. An entire generation perished in the wilderness. Think about it. An entire generation of men perished in the wilderness except these two. Who are they? Caleb and Joshua. And uh, you know, we see that he survived 40 years in the wilderness along with Joshua. Whereas all the rest of that generation fell in the wilderness. Why did they fall in the wilderness? I wanted to talk to me this morning. Why did they fall in the wilderness? Okay, they spoke words, say they spoke words of unbelief. Because of the language of their mouth, they fell in the wilderness. Now you may wonder, is that a great sin to commit that, that uh, attracts the displeasure of God so much that they fell in the wilderness? Because of the wrong words they spoke, an entire generation fell in the wilderness except these two. And Caleb made it to the promised land by account of the merit of his words. We speak about merit. Oh, I got through because of merit. Caleb made it to, into the promised land on account of the merit of his words. Which makes me wonder, are we, are we cherishing the merit of the words that we speak? How did Caleb survive 40 years in the wilderness? Because he spoke what is right. Say what is right. He spoke what is right in the sight of God. He survived 40 years. And he came back with a report to Moses about the promised inheritance of Canaan. Say inheritance. Say inheritance. We were looking at, the, at that word, inheritance. So Caleb was sent out along with 11 others. He went into, the, into that land which God had promised to Abraham. And he came back with a word which is in line with the promised inheritance which God gave to Abraham. Amen. Whereas the rest of them, they spoke words which had no connection with the promise of God. Are you with me? Amen. 
so he he survived because of the words that he spoke which the other ten, how did the other 10 spies present their reports it was full of fear one yes so the report was corrupted say corrupted it was distorted uh they, that's right they said we look like grasshoppers before the other man the man in that in that land so then 45 years later at the age of 85 we say the sa- we see the same Caleb standing in front of his comrade uh, Joshua requesting of him give me that mountain eh as an inheritance to me according to the word of the lord which came through Moses his servant Joshua blessed him and gave him the portion of land according to the word of God. And we even saw, okay, this is just for you who, who missed out or the ones who have forgotten what we were talking about. We even saw how Caleb's daughter, Aksa, say Aksa, exhibited the same trait that Caleb possessed. What was that? She went to her father and said, I want the upper springs and the lower springs in addition to what you've already given to me. I that's right she said I want the springs and the father gave up the upper and the lower springs that's right so see, we can see that there's a, a transfer of character from the father to the daughter like father like daughter they are speaking the language of what they're speaking the language of inheritance say inheritance, inheritance. man say inheritance one more time your language and your inheritance must match the key to open your inheritance is in your mouth. Amen. It's your tongue. The key to open your inheritance is your mouth. Now, so many Christians are not enjoying their inheritance because their words are not matching up or not adding up to the inheritance God has for them. Unless you speak mindful of your inheritance, you will be far from enjoying what God has for you. That's why we hear a lot of cribbing and complaining and murmuring. And during the Exodus also, the, the people of Israel was famous for one thing. What, was it, what were they famous for? Murmuring and complaining. And today we see in the church, people murmuring and complaining. Only sharing, sharing uh, you know, sorry uh, stories or self-pity stories. Why? Because their language is not adding up to the inheritance God has for them. Amen. See, this, this, is, this is important. Okay, listen to this. A Christian must talk differently from the world because his, his inheritance is allotted and counted differently. You know, Paul was reading that scripture. We didn't discuss or anything. Lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. I have a good, beautiful portion, a beautiful inheritance. The inheritance of a believer is so different. It's counted differently. It's measured differently. Lines have fallen for you in pleasant places. You didn't earn it. You didn't break a sweat, a bead of sweat for it. You didn't have to do anything for it. But by the favor of God, because of the favor of God, by the infinite mercies of God, like we heard today, lines have fallen for you in pleasant places. You have a good, say good, a good inheritance. Now to enjoy this good rich inheritance which the Bible says is a glorious inheritance, say glorious inheritance. To enjoy this glorious inheritance our language must change. 
because your words will act like a a key to open up the doors of your inheritance and the many things are behind that door but because you're using the wrong key the door remains closed everything that you ever need in life is given to you granted to you in the true knowledge of Christ the bible says everything needed for life and godliness is already granted to you in Christ Jesus by the true knowledge of the true knowledge say true knowledge so when you have true knowledge of Christ your words will be in line with the true knowledge of Christ amen and everything that you speak will be in line with the true knowledge of Christ so and you will speak the language of inheritance hallelujah see look at this the way uh, you know paul prayed in ephesians chapter 1 and verse 18 let's read that i pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of hope of his calling what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe and is praying for the the saints to have an enlightenment that their eyes will be opened to know the hope of the calling the riches of the glory of his inheritance and the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who it is one thing to believe and one thing to know that you have what you believe now this is the kind of prayer this prayer i mean this must be part of your daily prayer i encourage you to pray in line with scripture this must be part of your daily prayer if you make this kind of prayer this is the kind of prayer that we need to pray over ourselves and deliver ourselves from small talk say small talk i'm telling you many in the church needs deliverance from small talk a believer cannot talk small because we serve a big god we need deliverance from small talk we need deliverance from silly talk if you said amen you can have deliverance right now we need deliverance from toxic conversations we need deliverance from venomous words that we we heard that we we looked in that scripture which talks about the the tongue as an unruly evil full of poison deadly poison capable of um, spewing out venom and we need deliverance from that got to train your tongue to speak in line teach your tongue the language of inheritance just because you exited egypt doesn't mean that you know the language of inheritance are you with me this morning just because you came out of egypt and you saw uh, the the pillar of fire the cloud of fire by day and night doesn't mean that you will learn the language of inheritance just because you enjoyed manna in the wilderness doesn't mean that you can learn the language of inheritance just because you saw water gushing out of rock doesn't mean that you can learn the language of inheritance it's something you have to cherish cherish and like uh, you know today as the prayer was made uh, allow the holy spirit to voice to voice out opinions to voice out expressions amen can you believe in an entire generation of people i'm talking about the israeli people 
all but two no all but two fell in the wilderness because they didn't know the language of inheritance where were they going to their inheritance right to their promised inheritance the word which came to their father abraham they exit they came out of a nation uh, that kept them in captivity for so many years they came out of that nation freely by the hand of the deliverer moses they were all heading to the promised inheritance but the entire generation except two didn't know the language of inheritance so it is possible that you can be in church this morning it is possible that you've been baptized it is possible that you call yourself a born again believer and not speak the language of inheritance it is possible that you're given to small talk just because you sit uh, in the pew of the church doesn't change your language just because you're regular to church doesn't automatically change the words of your mouth because this nature is resident in every human being words which are full of evil thoughts smeared with poison who can tame the tongue the natural man cannot nobody can that's the answer but the holy spirit can amen hallelujah so i mean see seriously we need deliverance from small talk we need deliverance from silly talk we need deliverance from coarse jesting now we cannot make a crack jokes like how the world cracks jokes our our humor should be another level our humor humor must be another it must be full of life and people should laugh and get saved i'm telling you you crack a joke an unbeliever should hear that joke they should laugh and enter into heaven let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth except that is edifying to the hearer if a man speaks let him speak as the oracle of god if any man speaks otherwise let him keep huh. now many the reason why many christians are living a mundane lackluster uh, boring defeated uh, pitiful life is because their language is not adding up to the inheritance the glorious inheritance in christ jesus The reason why you're stuck is because your tongue is not giving you direction. If the rudder of the ship doesn't work, the ship will come to a halt or it'll go to another direction that you never wanted it to go. If the bridle of the horse is taken away, is removed, you have no control over the horse. Hallelujah. And they take this seriously. You know some sometimes I'm stuck in life. I'll tell you why you're stuck in life because your tongue is not doing the right kind of talking. You got to talk right. You got to speak it out. And the Bible says, "Ha, huh, okay, now before that. Whether you agree with me or not, I want you to know something this morning that God take offense in the wrong words. 
for some of us hey god is not like that he will forgive he will forgive i'm not saying he will not forgive but he takes offense in the wrong words you know why is it scriptural it is scriptural because the bible in hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 says without faith it is impossible to please god so if your words does not reflect the faith that you must have in god he it he is displeased by that he takes offense in that and this is not a small thing and as a christian you cannot take this lightly you got to take control over your tongue you got to ask the holy spirit to guide you in this area change undergo a, a short crash course if you have to with the holy spirit correct your tongue get your life in order you're stuck in life like i'm stuck i'm not i'm not seeing any progress and everything that is ha- happening okay everything you know from the outside everything is going good you are you know you're looking good you are you know you have what others think you have and all the thing is there but you know inside of you that it's stuck it's not going anywhere you know it's not in line with what god has planned for you plans to prosper and not to harm you the reason is your your tongue is not speaking the right language you got to bring your tongue into the subjection of the holy spirit faith is expressed by Huh? Louder please one more time. Faith is expressed by Before that something happens. That's right. And the only way you can express faith is by words which is translated into actions. Without faith, without the the speaking of faith there is no expression of faith. Without the expression of faith you cannot please God. So if you're speaking the wrong words if you're speaking words of unbelief God is not pleased. And the God that we serve is very serious about it by the way. So now the challenge is how can we speak a language which can please God? Okay now we all know that that's what we are supposed to do. We are supposed to speak a language which aligns to the uh, you know to to the, to the to the language which pleases God. Now how can we do it? we have to get accustomed and used to the promises of god amen see as a christian you are not waiting for the promise to come to pass as a christian you already have the promise amen, amen? it's given to you as an inheritance to enjoy now you have to unlock the inheritance and enjoy start walking in it every promise god has made us yes and amen is all the yes and amen you're not waiting for it to manifest some day no it is yes and amen you agree with that you say yes and amen to that you change your language and uh, you know to be in line with that you have it you have it so in order to know how to speak right you got to learn the language of god's word so the problem today in the church is we we know we know multiple languages we are very multilingual in uh, in our expertise and all but we don't know the language of god's word or we lack the true knowledge of god's word i with me or we know tamil we know hindi we know we know gujarati and spanish and french and all but do we know you do you know the language of god's word the language of god's word the language of inheritance 
Now what worked in favor of Caleb is that he spoke in remembrance, a remembrance of what was promised by God to Abraham. The others, uh, others spoke a language which was completely oblivious. Completely oblivious to the promise made to Abraham. They were, they were, they were, they were say look at this. They were, their feet were treading on the ground which was promised to them. Yet they failed to recognize this is theirs. And that's the problem today also. You know, uh, you know in, in the New Testament we see Jesus was standing right in front of them. The, the Pharisees and the scribes failed to recognize this is the promised Messiah. You know, he was at a hand stretch distance. He, they, they could have touched him. They could have hugged him. They could have walked with him. Yet they failed to recognize him for who he is. So the, the ten spies who walked, who, who walked up and down in that land, across the length and breadth of the land for 40 days, failed to realize this is us. This is us. This cluster of grapes belongs to us. This pomegranate plantation is ours. Land flowing with milk and honey is ours. They fail to recognize that. Your speech must reflect your rightful inheritance. Let's, let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 1 down. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 was one down. For I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that our fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. Uh-huh. For I do not want you, to, want you to be unaware, brethren, that our, our fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea and all ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink for they were drinking from a spiritual rock which followed them and the rock was hallelujah the rock was Christ in the Old Testament nevertheless with most of them God was not well pleased God was not well pleased for they were laid low in the wilderness then it goes on to say, now these things, okay church, the next line is for you. Now these things happened as examples for us, so that we would not crave evil things as they also craved. Do not be idolaters as some of them were, as it is written. It is written to the church. Now if Revelation Church was part of the first century church, we would have received all of these letters. We would have been reading it then. And I'm saying it, this word is relevant to us right now as it was relevant to them then. Man, do not be idolaters as some of them were as it was written. The people sat down to eat and drink and stood up to play. No, let us act immorally as some of them did. And 23,000 fell in one day. What is that? Say example. A good example, no? No, let us try the Lord as some of them did. And were destroyed by the serpents. No grumble as some of them did. And were destroyed by the destroyer. Now these things happen to them as an example. 
as they were written for our instruction look at this this these words these things happened to them as an example to us and was written in god's word as an instruction to us upon whom the end sorry the ends of the ages have come are you all here upon us the ends of the ages have come but the things which happened to them in the old testament happened to them as an example to help us in this dispensation of time the things which took place in the wilderness happened to them as an instruction to us who are in the dispensation of grace hallelujah you know we are so quick to to disconnect the old testament examples and disconnect the old testament narrative and the instruction in the law from the new testament perspective thinking that we will not profit out of it but that is not true god's word will profit all scripture is given to us for what it's profitable say profitable for reproof for correction for training in righteousness so that the man of god will be equipped man for every good work hallelujah so what we we read about caleb what we read about the 10 spies and the entire generation that perished is given it was it happened why as an example to the church which is to come which has come already amen it is those things were recorded in god's word as an instruction to us to the believer in christ jesus amen hello hello you all here you got to be responding a little bit more than that look at that now these things happened to them as an example and they were written for our instruction upon whom the ends of the ages have come they were far from that so far from that and now we are reading those accounts and laughing at them and think how how stupid they are how foolish they are trying to, to to take the speck out of their eyes whereas we have a telephone post in our eyes i'm talking about the church given to us an as ex- example as instruction to us to us the story of the israelites the exodus instruction to the church example to the church that's why even when paul wrote about it in the book of corinthians he said the rock that followed them was hallelujah they all drank from the same rock and that rock was they all ate the same spiritual food the food was what jesus christ the bread of heaven amen manna the bread of heaven jesus christ the bread of heaven Amen. And today we are sitting in the church not understanding any of these things and murmuring just like them grumbling just like them indulging in idolatry just like them not knowing that what we are doing is idolatry not knowing that the things that we go after are craving after evil things and we read the, the accounts in the old testament and say oh the israel israelites how dumb they were how stupid they were how foolish they were hello 
Look in the mirror and speak for yourself. You are no better than them. We are standing at a much more important, say important, dispensation of time. We are standing at a much more relevant time in history. Because we have inherited the glorious inheritance in Christ Jesus. The promised land, Canaan, was just a, a foreshadow of what we are about to inherit. Amen. Hallelujah. The land flowing with milk and honey. And the great produce of the land, which was, that was just a foreshadow, a foretaste. Amen. Heaven is going to be much more beautiful than that. You're talking about the tree which can bear 12 different fruits, one for each month. They never had it in Canaan. No plantation on this earth has such a plant yet. But in heaven, we're going to have such a tree. Every month, a new fruit. Hallelujah. And the leaves of that will be for the healing of the nations. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. The ten, look, look at this. What, now, you have to understand. Now, if it was an example to us, if it was written for our instruction, then we must really understand what actually happened. What, what went wrong for the ten spies? What went wrong for them? What worked against them? That's right. The ten spies is a representation of all the people. What went wrong with all of them? The ten spies and all the people. I already said it. They were forgetful. Say forgetful. They were forgetful. Oblivious to the promise made to Abraham. And ungrateful to the deliverance made through Moses. They forgot what God spoke to Abraham. And they were ungrateful about the deliverance which came through Moses. But Caleb was not forgetful. He was sent as a spy by Moses. He came back speaking a report aligning to what God had promised Abraham. He did not lose heart when he saw the giants in the land. He knew that what God had promised he will also do. It doesn't matter whether they are giants. doesn't matter whether they are uh, trained in uh, martial arts. doesn't matter they have weapons. Modern weapons of war warfare. doesn't matter any of those things. If God has promised Abraham that he will give this piece of land to the nation of Israel. Who are now a nomadic tribe. Think about it. Wandering in the wilderness. That is not God's plan, by the way. So he believed, Caleb believed. So he went with a purpose. He went with a purpose. He went with a purpose and he came, came back with a fruitful report. Amen. Now the others also were sent to spy. But except for Joshua and Caleb, all of them returned after 40 days of touring a spectacular land. No purpose in their visit. Absolutely no purpose. They had a good tour. They saw the oh, land flowing with milk and honey. They saw the, the large clusters of grapes and the pomegranates and all that. And they also saw their, they lost, you know, they all lost heart when they saw the, the giants in the land. 
they were frightened by them because they could not remember what god had promised abraham so their visit to canaan was without purpose they went without a purpose and came without came back with a report which looked big and great and fat and thick but lacked relevance and spiritual substance now look at the words of the spies let's read that i want to go to that passage that's in numbers 13 yeah numbers 13 verse 26 24 onwards numbers 13 verse 24 onwards that place was called the valley of escol because of the cluster which the sons of israel cut down from there when they returned from spying out the land at the end of 40 days they proceeded to come to moses and aaron and to all the congregation all of the sons of israel in the wilderness of paran at kadesh and they brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land so they went there they they bought some fruits they saw the land they enjoyed the climate there they told them and said we went into the land where you send us and it certainly does flow with milk and honey and this is the fruit so they their their report is it contains lessons from geography it contains lessons from biology Nevertheless the the people who live there there's anthropology for your information the people who live there in the land are strong and the cities are fortified and they were large so that's a lot of uh, you know history lessons there and we saw the descendants of Anak there Amalek is living in the land of Negev and the Hittites and the Jebusites that's political signs and the Amorites are living in the whole country, hill country and the Canaanites are living by the sea and by the side of the Jordan There's a lot of textbook for you. There's geography and history and biology and anthropology and huh? political science and what not. And look at what Caleb said. Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, We should by all means go up and take possession of it, for we shall surely overcome it. Full stop. Period. no biology no geography no anthropology no political science nothing the other 10 were like experts in um espionage they were great spies trained for the work and they came back with a lot of technical uh, terms and jargons in 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 spying but this one man and his friend came back and said one line what is that god said it is going to happen many times we are stuck with all this jargons we are stuck with all the technical things we are stuck with our technical understanding and we fail to understand the anointing can fetch much more than all these things put together your anointing can fetch much more than geography and biology and a political science and anthropology and etymology and whatever it is put together your knowledge of god's word can take you to places it can make you accomplish things which no man can accomplish 
and one of the descriptions given about the 12 disciples when they took charge of the church the first century church how can these uneducated men speak with such wisdom that's right the greatest movement which they kick started is still going on 21 centuries later we are still in that move has only become bigger and greater amen, amen. sadly men in the church i mean we feel we fail to recognize all that and we we fail to recognize that it was the caleb who sounded uh, like a very inexperienced and weak and um, not so wise man who inherited the promise whereas the 10 others and the people who listened to all of them those 10 experts in espionage think about it they all perished you think that your your brilliance you think that your worldly wisdom is going to take you places it'll take you to a certain place but not beyond that you want to enjoy the inheritance you got to change the way you look at things see it's a it's a decision that you have to make you want this or this this or this you want what the world offers or you want what god offers the choice a choice choose life choose life amen choose life follow jesus build your life on the words of christ the words of christ never forget the promises of god never forget the promise of god be always mindful of your inheritance in christ jesus do not take it lightly absolutely that's right so you know what i want to stress this morning is he was not forgetful of god's word he was not forgetful see look at this purpose is not gauged by pomp purpose is not gauged by pomp or boastfulness caleb was simple say simple he was straight to the point he did not use any technical terms he was not technically correct he was not politically correct nevertheless his report was spiritually relevant and substantial that which the people needed to hear came out of his mouth one line and this morning you must aspire to be spiritually relevant than anything else your words must be spiritually relevant than anything else your actions must be spiritually relevant than anything else forget everything else the words that you speak must make an impact for that you have to be driven by the word of god and not by the wisdom of this world right. and today many people tend to celebrate what is flashy and pompous and caleb was definitely the odd one among the spies alongside with joshua he looked weak and insufficient oh he doesn't know anything he is not fit to be a spy 
we are the masters of intelligence now that's how they they thought because the the way they presented the report it was all technical they 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 had like you know pages of their okay about the agriculture the flora and the fauna of the land the species that lived the kind of people the ethnicity of the people the boundaries and excel sheets that's right excel sheets and multiple sheets in one one excel file a lot of research they they presented uh, they presented to moses in depth research and analysis then of them they sat together and this guy looked like, looked like he didn't do any homework caleb he looked like he didn't do any homework whereas the others had a lot of things to say he just said it's a good land let's go and get it that's it be simple god loves simple people simple people be simple in your faith be simple give me that mountain i don't want to know about anything else give me that mountain i'm i am still able to go out and come in just as i could 40 years back or 45 years back hallelujah and it doesn't want to know anything else that the giants are there we all know that we went to spy there together i know that the giants are there it doesn't matter to me i can subdue them be simple be simple if god has called you for something it is it doesn't take much for god to use a person all it takes is obedience to god and the remembrance of his word to you and the memory of god's promises concerning your life if if you can be mindful of the inheritance which god has given you those who know their god shall do mighty exploits they shall display strength others are carrying a lot of textbooks a lot of textbooks and uh, hard disk of this information and that and whereas you are light you go out to meet the giant in the valley whereas the others are going with the armor that the world has made this guy is going with a sling and five stones i don't know why he took five stones he only needed one stone anyways maybe the next time he goes out he won't go so loaded because he realized that was the first time for david just in case he thought probably so that today preachers can say the five stones are the five offices of the church and all so maybe that's why he took five stones i don't know hallelujah ah that's right it's a representation of grace that also is there five representation of grace we heard all that but he only wanted one stone actually amen now i want to see i want to remind some of you today you know some of you are looking at your own life oh no i have not gained enough for what it takes to 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 do what it takes to fulfill the the plan of god in my life i don't have it in me i've missed out on the opportunity to gain you are wrong all it takes is your response to god's word and the remembrance of his promises to you and the memory of what god has spoken over your life that's all it takes that's all it takes that's all it takes that's all it takes see those who are dependent on him those who are leaned on him amen that's all that's all god is interested in are you leaned on him are you dependent on him are you leaning on god or are you leaning on your wisdom are you leaning on those textbooks are you leaning on those credentials 
logic that's right one day of favor is better than a lifetime of labor oh church receive it receive it receive it this is something you have to get get into your head one day of favor is better than a lifetime of labor is better than a lifetime of labor you you won't see anywhere in the bible god demanding a person uh, okay go into that university and come then i'll start using you you will never see you know peter was not asked to go into university david was not asked to go into university gideon was not asked to go and uh, you know get trained in 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 martial arts or do a bodybuilding in fact the the wonderful thing about gideon is the people wondered where his strength came from which makes me realize that he didn't ever looked like binoy he probably looked like uh, febin huh i said okay so not gideon samson i'm talking about samson they wondered where where does this guy get the strength from and i'm i'm telling you samson never looked the way you think he looked because they wondered if he was if he was a hulk like our brother here then they would not have wondered limitless power the anointing that you carry has limitless power limitless power limitless power it can flood the nations you know what you contain within your belly can flood the nations the word for some of you what you contain in your belly can flood the nations nations are waiting to be quenched by the overflow of what you can what is contained in your belly it's like he gives a spirit without measure now you are trying to fill yourself with this and that and all and uh, and have a, a substitute which never was needed when the word of the lord came to gideon and when god called him mighty man of valor that changed that changed him he was full of fear he was full of fear you remember you know sometime back during focus i i i expounded on this how how this man was full of fear he doubted himself and he he was not the man fit for such an assignment but when he responded to god's word an ordinary man by the name gideon who was threshing wheat in the wine press was hand picked by god to thresh the idols of the land one of the greatest generals god testifies to this he was named a mighty man of valor by god himself that's right 300 against 120000 god brought, look at this god does not need much they start with 22000 he brought it down god said no you are still too big for me he brought it down finally when he had 300 god said okay now we can go 300 against 120000 god doesn't need much he doesn't need your degree he doesn't need your money he doesn't need your wisdom he doesn't need anything that you can give him but he needs your obedience and your response and your and your awareness of what god has spoken to you amen, amen. hallelujah and if you can change your words from what the world fancies to what god's word approves your life will be transformed like you cannot even imagine how it can be transformed you have to change your words the words must not be the words that the world fancy your words must not be what the world will go wow the hype of the world delete such words from your dictionary 
you know i'm a i'm a person who's very difficult to get excited you i mean you can try hard if i get excited about something it must be really exciting and i pray that oh myself lord i want to be such a person i don't want to get excited about everything every other thing oh that gadget you got this and that i know that person is relax chill chill ah huh? that's right i've tuned my ears to hear the clap of heaven and i continually do that even now i pray lord i want i don't want to be driven by uh, the appreciation of man the, the empty praise of man i've had enough of it i've resigned from that that business i don't live to hear the clap of man i live to hear well done good and faithful servant enter into my rest that's what that's what i want to hear and for that you don't need anything that you take in your hands 22000 soldiers is too much for god he doesn't need that he says it's too big because his strength is made perfect in your weakness his grace is sufficient for you the ability of god not your ability you cannot mix your ability with god's ability and think there's going to be a big ability no your inability with god's ability is big do not be swayed by the hype of this world honor god's word by cherishing it it is absolutely okay to be a person who does not get excited about the things of this world <sighs> i want you to give out a sigh of relief <sighs> don't be pressured to be excited when the hype sets in oh it's okay let them do all the oh after some time they'll become tired and go oh hallelujah thank you jesus so that uh, you know things are like like i i mean today there's amazing how the word was confirmed multiple times you know last week what uh, brother king was sharing about the favor of the lord you will enjoy and that was repeated when we were praying um and brother anil gave a word on the on the same lines about the favor of god is going to manifest going to change everything is going to turn everything and uh, you know and that's when nisha was outside she came inside the prayer room and she said god's going to turn she didn't hear what anil said god's going to turn everything is going to shift has going to happen everything is going to turn everything is going to turn and those who respond and believe this will receive it will see it will see it amen hallelujah and respond you know when when a prophetic word comes to you like in you know, a what king was sharing last week oh man it is a word for the church respond to it grab hold of it this favor coming your way this week grab hold of it and you will see it come to pass you won't see from from other nations people have called to testify what god has done because they gave heed to that word which he spoke hallelujah and here we are sitting plung on our on our chairs not realizing there is a prophetic word for you be mindful of the inheritance the key is the words that you speak the words that you speak speak right speak right speak right hallelujah thank you jesus thank you jesus 
Look at this. If you surround, okay, I want you to make a note of this. If you surround yourself with people who make a big deal out of nothing, you will end up like that. Making a big deal out of nothing. If your company, if you're in the company of people who make a big deal out of nothing, everything is, <gasps> you will end up becoming like that. <gasps> All your life. But if you can tag along with one person who makes a big deal of God's word, you will end up like that. You will end up like that. You will become like that. And find that one person you can be with, you can talk to, you can share with, you can listen to, who makes a big deal of what God says. It will change your life. It will change your life. And it has changed my life. I was changed like that. Quit, quit going after the hype of this world. Quit, quit. It's not worth it. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of time. You're not called to show business. You're not called to show business. You're called to serve the king. It's not the same. It's not the same. That's right. Called to be a fisher of Fishers of man. Fishers of man. And look closely at the, all those characters. Each of them were, they were characters. Remarkable characters. Uneducated. Uncouth. Common men. Talking about the disciples whom Jesus used. What does the Bible say about them? They turned the world upside down. God does not want your Harvard University degree. God does not want your high-paying high salary. God does not want any of those things. God just wants you to see that you're following him when, when he says, follow me. Drop your net and follow him. That's all it takes. And I want to tell you, I want to repeat that over your life. All it takes in life is follow him. Follow him. Follow him. Follow him. Follow him. Don't look to the left, nor to the right. Don't look elsewhere. Follow him. Follow his steps, footsteps. Let his footsteps become your thoroughfare. Hallelujah. Do you know that the, the heart and the mouth are connected? The Bible says your heart and your mouth are connected. The bi biology does not teach you that. Biology says that your mouth and your stomach are connected. But the Bible says your heart and your mouth are connected. Out of the abundance of the heart. Luke chapter 6 and verse 45. For his mouth speaks from that which fills his heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Other version says, out of the abundance of the heart. Abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And then do you know what is in the heart of a righteous man? What is the heart of a righteous man, a righteous person? Faith, that's right. How did faith come? Faith comes from? Hearing God's? So what's in the heart of a righteous man? Faith, which is God's word, that's right. God's word which inspires faith. The righteous are lived by faith. So if God's word is concealed in the depths of your heart, your words will reflect faith. Your mouth will speak faith. 
it will put wise words upon his tongue literally wise words words of wisdom will flow from your mouth persuasive words let's look at that scripture okay let's look at uh, proverbs chapter 10 and verse 11 proverbs proverbs 10 and verse 11 the mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence man the mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life the mouth of the wicked conceals violence hallelujah a fountain of life a fountain a wellspring of life that's you that's what your mouth is called to be man to to be a wellspring of life a fountain of life watering gardens watering dry places today we read that that's right today we read that isaiah chapter 30 the, the one that you read uh, david 39 35 talks about the watering of of dry places with the heart one believes and with the mouth he confesses and we all think we are talking about under salvation we all think it's talking exclusively exclusively about the salvation of our soul not exactly it is talking about the confession of your mouth which will continually save you from whatever you are facing in life with a heart he believes when you believe in Christ Jesus as your savior it results in the confession that he is lord which results in your salvation your born again experience when you believe that god is sufficient for you in a situation and you confess with your mouth yes my god is all sufficiency for me it will result in your salvation concerning that matter provision will appear when you feel a sickness in your body there's a pain in your body when you believe that god is my healer and christ by the stripes of jesus i am healed when you believe that you make confessions accordingly and you will see the salvation of god concerning your situation hallelujah so see that with the heart one believes with the mouth one confesses the connection is there everywhere in scripture matthew 15 and verse 8 that's right your lips praise me so now god is talking about the disconnect of the heart god's plan is that your heart and your mouth is connected in the right manner but when you speak something which is not connected to the reality of your heart god is displeased out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks so what is the abundance of your heart this morning what have you filled yourself with this morning what kind of thoughts are you engaged in are you training your language are you training your speech Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 23 Proverbs 16 and verse 23 The heart of the wise instructs his mouth look at that What's in your heart when when your heart is full of God's word when your heart is full of faith the heart of the wise instructs his mouth and adds persuasiveness to his lips You want to be persuasive in your speech fill it with god's word fill it with god's word how do they speak with such authority i'll tell you why i'll tell you how they fill their hearts with god's word where did they, where did they get such authority from 
they were exclaiming how did these uneducated people can talk how can they talk with such authority persuasive in their speech i'll tell you how they fill their heart with what god spoke to them you shall be my witnesses in jerusalem and judea and samaria and to the ends of this world they took it to their heart filled their hearts with that thought with that word which god gave them which jesus gave them they went out and preached the gospel wherever they went making disciples of all nations because jesus commanded them that was in their heart that's right my heart overflows with a good theme my tongue is the pen of a ready writer psalm 45 that's right psalm 45 my heart overflows with a good theme i pray this over you may your heart overflow with a good theme god's word is a good theme faith is a good theme the love of god is a good theme and may your tongue be the pen of a ready writer in the hands of the king hallelujah proverbs chapter 30 and verse 14 the teaching of the wise is a fountain of life 13 14 the teaching of the wise is a fountain of life to turn aside from the snares of death hallelujah the teaching of the wise cherish the teaching of the wise young people cherish the teaching of the wise do not take decisions by your own understanding cherish the teaching of the wise go to the to the wise people those who can give the counsel of god those who can prophesy over you go to them ask them to pray for you and give you a word concerning that situation wait till you have a clarity concerning it before you jump the gun the teaching of the wise is a fountain of life to turn aside from the snares of death i've told you one wrong decision can wreck your life one wrong turn can wreck your life the damage it can do to your life is unfathomable and today i was driving and i was just thinking about something we were just talking about something suddenly my thought went to another direction and and i said the number of times i forgot the number of times i said lord thank you for preventing me from doing that i'm talking about years back something came by many things i'm not talking about one one thing many things have come by many years back multiple times many things came by and i said no because god said no and i said lord thank you for preventing me from taking the wrong snares of death snares of death the teaching of the wise is a fountain of life to turn aside from the snares of death hallelujah romans chapter 10 verse 8 to 11 romans chapter 10 verse 8 to 11 the word that we just heard what does it say the world is near you in your mouth and in your heart that is the word of faith which we are preaching that if you confess with your mouth jesus as lord and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved next verse for with the heart a person believes resulting in righteousness and with the mouth he confesses resulting in salvation we are we are being taught about righteousness you know you believe the the platform of miracles is what believing you believing what god says is the platform of miracles in your life that's where you start and when you do that the next step that you must do is which will automatically happen if you believe in your heart out of the abundance of that believing what will happen the confession of the mouth will take place and that will result in salvation you have to, you ought to speak it out 
Like I said, faith requires expression. Just like fear also require, requires expression. I told you last week, do not amplify your fear by... That's right. You, you, you sense the fear. And if you're going to say... If you're going to repeat that fear with your words, you're amplifying that fear. But if you keep quiet, it'll do you much better. So the wisdom in many, many situations is that you keep quiet. Rather than you speak what comes to your mind. He is considered wise. That's right. Even, a fool, even if, if, if the fool, foolish person is keeping quiet, he is considered a wise, wise person. The Bible says. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And train yourself in knowing the language of inheritance. Spend much time meditating. Say meditating. Now, I don't want to say reading. I want to say meditating. Spend much time meditating on what God has promised you. Knowing that it is a done deal. So that you will not doubt when a situation arises, you know that you have all sufficiency. How do you know that? Because it is a done deal. It's a promise which has already been granted. Yes and amen. You don't have to wait for another 30 years for its fulfillment. It's already granted. You're walking in victory. Hallelujah. Change your speech. Change your speech. Train your tongue. Sow the right seeds. Cherish your seeds. Make friends with the power of your tongue. Hallelujah. Make friends with the power of the tongue. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let's uh, give thanks. Thank you, Lord, for this blessed time. Thank you for ministering to us. Thank you for the word that came to us. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've accomplished in our midst. We give you glory. We give you praise. Thank you, Lord, that we are walking in favor and that you're doing great things in our lives, Lord. Thank you for the word that has released to us, Lord. Pray that we'll walk in the fullness of the manifestation of this word. Thank you, Lord. Help us to cherish the words that we speak and be mindful of the, the inheritance that we have in Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for all the wonderful people who joined us, Lord, both here in this place, in the sanctuary, and also the ones who have logged in online to listen to to be a part of the service Lord we bless them in Jesus mighty name let them walk in victory let them walk in triumph let them walk in the fullness of your favor great things great testimonies let it come forth from their lives Lord we wait to listen to those testimonies may God be glorified in everything in Jesus name we pray Amen Hello this is Nisha Dilipkoshi I'm sure this podcast has blessed you do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected. May God bless you.